What up, what up, what up? We are here to talk Titan Season 3, Episode 2 and 3. We are catching up because if I do not, I will be spoiled. And I mean more spoiled than I already am, which is significant. So, <laughs> we're going to do a review of episodes two and three, Red Hood and Hank and Dove. And then on Sunday, this Sunday, I will be posting the schedule. We will do episode four, and then we will be caught up back on Fridays at 9 10 central no it won't be at that time <laughs> but that will be the day that i will be recording and feedback will be due so what did we think of these two episodes significantly better or these last three episodes i should say significantly better than the last four or five eh, it's about four of episode or of season two so that is a good trajectory so far if episode four hits it in the bag as well excellent now it looks like episode four thus far has been rated lower on imdb but it could be because the first three episodes were very very um I don't know they they just one step after the other were hitting on huge plot points that is exciting to see right the introduction of red hood let's just go ahead and get this out of the way hank dies furthermore dove's dumbass is the one that gets him killed she is so horrible either she needs to die next or i hope this is her exit out of this show and we do not have to see her for a huge amount of time if not ever that would be great um but yeah uh let's go ahead and get into the schematics for red hood that was directed by carol banker written by tom bass has he's uh done some I wonder if he's done some flash i feel like i've seen his name in the flash recently and then hank and dove was directed by millicent shelton and written by jamie gorenberg so how do i want to do this i guess we're gonna go by story well first i'll go overall story for episode two overall story for episode three no that's not gonna work let's try just character by character at first <laughs> most interesting to least interesting but i guess i gotta get this one part out the way first which is i have read the uh death in the family batman story arc so i know probably some fans are really or were really shitty at last week barbara gordon when um when batman I, I don't even call him batman because he's not my batman like that's the first thing everyone's acting like this bruce is supposed to be the batman that we know from the comics a no one accepted him batman the same way i never accepted trump for four years 
he does not i don't acknowledge him as a batman thus i don't really give a fuck if (laughs) his name is disparaged here it does not count this is a fictional world on a different earth where i this doesn't need to be the batman that we know so I, i don't know why with all these different timelines and shit you could do why we're so holed up on oh my god this is not exactly how it happened in the comics i mean i guess if you're really that emotionally attached to the comic sure this is you know a hard hit that you cannot really get over which is the fact that you know he didn't stick to his morals he doesn't kill the joker it's because he doesn't kill the joker that um that I can't remember anybody's name right now. I should not have started this while I was drinking, but unfortunately, this is going to be that kind of podcast. Damn you, ice cream. Come to my mouth. How dare you disobey me? But I'm trying to recall his name, Jason. So Jason becomes Red Hood because he went through a lot of shit. I mean, the whole storyline is different, right? I even mentioned, you know, in the previous one, everything that's set up to him being Red Hood is different. So maybe they're just those people that are so attached to a story where they're just like, well, I, it should be what it, it was in the comics. But in a TV show, you're meant to actually change the story up and not do it point by point. That's why I don't, I mean, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because in the Expanse novels, I'm really attached to um, Naomi and her hair right that's some a, a tick that they like they made a lot of changes to naomi's character from the show to the book but the difference is i will say it's not that, that you can't have that you know personal critique but it does not do anything to shift the the quality of the show so to say it doesn't work or you hate it because it doesn't fit within your own introduction to that idea is not like that is taking away all creative license that tv shows have to do to try to surprise an audience because it shouldn't be unless you know they say this is an absolute absolute adaption it's not an adaption it's adapted that's a difference and it needs to be like well when i say adapted you know what i mean but it's a difference in my mind because you need to have that leisure so because it didn't pan up like this is not the bruce we knew one he's not a geriat fucking dude that looks like he can never ever suit up in a batman suit like that's not convincing to me uh so he kills the joker so that's not the reason he becomes red hood i think that uh jason has a lot of reasons to become red hood he don't need that particular thing to push him off he was already on drugs they drugged him up that wasn't in the original storyline but that's not the shit that they bitch over it we we massacred bruce's character no one gives a shit if this means bruce is no longer in this show and batman's gone good for him You you gave a good reason why we will never see this character again and if we're finally getting off because that's my one critique uh or my negative is that this show and it continues to be batman or batman or or batman comic um based and it's not 
titans or teen titan base in any capacity like the first episode gizmo i forgot that was even a teen titan villain and while this is a good enough you know reason you know death in the family that's a reason to bring them into the arc but they're still leading like that's why i like the first episode so much more i didn't even get the scores i like red hood i gave it a 9.2 out of 10 and then i gave hank a dove an 8.7 out of 10 um lots of problems in that episode more so than the first two um so that that's huge is that they keep leading with these batman inspired storylines like they're really trying to bring the show gotham back on dc or hbo max and we don't need it now there is a suspicion that there might be a spinoff with the red hood and its own arc and i can see how that can work depending on how they wrap this up because he definitely ain't no coming back to titans and i think that they have invested a little bit more into because i always liked jason's character um even when he was being a little punk bitch he was all the things that was authentically jason todd it's exactly what todd was he was a little bitch but he also (laughs) was a was a decent it was a good robin but he had a lot of issues so um him having his own series and then him being maybe an anti-hero by the end of this is that if that's where they want to go i could totally see in that work and being interesting but that's also a problem with the first and second season introducing 50 fucking characters in the hopes that people will like one or the other so they can basically pick and choose on what's going to work what's not going to work what can we do a spinoff show on my guess is they are introducing everything into the one to for potential spinoffs for the others but nobody wants a fucking and they really wanted to make it work with hawk and dove like that was clearly the goal the first two seasons i don't know who was fucking who but sometimes people i just don't know out of the most random fucking people in the titans they decided to really spotlight fucking hawk and dove of all people i just i'm still flabbergasted by that decision so uh that that's kind of the the negative even though it gotham looked amazing like i really love the way they had arkham i like the way in which the police department looked as well but i'm still in a batman story and then the titans is trinkled around and we got to get past this shit i know the second season or the second half of the season is supposed to focus more on blackfire which is the title of the fourth episode but i i do need them to stop with their fanboying because they, they're just pushing so hard for this to be in that city of gotham that is where their heart is and just because dick grayson is connected it's like they're going to melt that as much as they possibly can and that's not that's not the show that you promise people that's not the premise you know because you don't have really the rights to do joker you don't have the rights to do batman you really don't all you have is the world 
and you're playing with these other characters as if they should matter when the show is named titans okay i'm off my soapbox and my rant about those two things let's get into some positive let's start with corey i really um am surprised that they are trickling in her that dude is he is definitely being set up to be murdered (laughs) there is like red shirt should just be written across his forehead because she just calls him out of the blue every time she has an episode the one in wayne manor was pretty damn awesome um when she just was in dick's room is it yeah it is still uh i confirmed it is dick and jason's room fucking (laughs) bruce got problems but she's looking through his stuff and then she starts to um kind of i don't know like become someone else because she starts talking russian she also sees herself once again i didn't connect it the first episode but i think actually she might be seen through blackfire but that doesn't make sense because the last time we saw blackfire she was walking away but maybe she's been captured i don't know but because i don't uh, i can't see that corey was like these are suppressed memories i feel like we had that whole arc when she didn't know who she was in season one so that's why i don't feel as if maybe something did happen to her sister so this is her way of trying to get rescued is trying to reach out to her but she ends up talking russian going in the kitchen and then she throws a fireball and then connor steps in front of it and does his little uh superman thing and she was like i hope that was a grease fire i said oh lord jesus it's a fire they let her name drop the comic calling her a personal therapist there's been a death in the family (laughs) but she doesn't know what's happening to her and he thinks that maybe it's because of you know you're human stress you know maybe things are just wearing on you and because of grief as well these are all normal reactions so i was glad she said in the next episode that i'm not actually human and what might be happening to me may not be explained by (laughs) your platitudes but i do feel like this is um just a lingering character to have her someone have her talk to someone else that is not dick grayson because dick is focused on leading the team they have a professional relationship not a personal relationship so i respect that like i said i like that she has someone that she can talk to that is not someone well no she actually did fuck him never mind <laughs> but it's not the other you know what i mean someone else told me don't give up on dick and Corey. they're slow playing it because um because it was so fast in the first season that it really gained more momentum than like they were expecting the investment <laughs> like it was meant to be a tease because they are an on again off again relationship i mean i i don't really care one way or the other <laughs> uh like i said last episode he gotta earn her in my opinion it's not that he's done anything wrong but he's clearly been shown in the show to have more significant 
stronger ties to his previous girlfriends than to Corey, even though he does admire and get hard eyes when she comes on the screen. Um, we'll get to Dick in the, the ex-girlfriend because talk about how I do like maybe it's because there was absolutely and utterly and continues to be no type of sensual, sexual, flirtatious, any chemistry between Barbara and Dick that I really when I say I feel a sibling vibe, I feel a sibling vibe. So when I heard that they actually in the second episode have romantic history i was completely well wrong 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 you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong it's a freaking winter arctic breeze between the two of them so i'm not like even when it was like oh you were flirting i'm like flirting with whose eyeballs did you see that like y'all gonna have to convince me on this one if you're trying to make it work <laughs> um let's go back to Corey. so that's her main thing though she she is a great second in command you know she uh was really happy to see she was really happy to see hank for some reason I kid, I kid, I know they love each other even if I don't love them back or love those characters. Um, she was pretty much in charge of going back and forth after their fuck up at the bank in the second episode. <laughs> so she had to go to Barbara and I love that scene. I mean, what were you going to do in that moment? This is a fucking alien. Like, I want to see the footage. I don't think I want to let you do that. My friend is attached to a bomb. I'm not asking. Hold up. I'm busy killing these bitches. Because she is on the case of how Red Hood came back to life. So I guess we can go over to the Dick Grayson story now. So as I stated before, him and Barbara have a history. And apparently he's already screwed her over. I hope that he did not cheat on her with Dawn because that would be fucked up and then she has this want or need to assist him but she's very bitter about it she seems to be bitter about a lot of things in regards to vigilantes um, maybe some self-resentment I don't know I don't dislike her character because I feel that her attitude just is justified by her backstory Granted, we know very little about it, except for the, you know, I used to be a vigilante myself. I was the bad girl and I got shot in the fucking back and my father was pulled into this. I was a child. I got pulled into this. And now that maybe life has given me a little bit more um, maturity, I realized that, you know, being an officer or wanting to do things by the law is not the worst thing to do. But she also feels resentfully dependent on vigilantes. I, they can do a little bit better job with that type of um, with that type of conflict because it is a valid conflict. You're you get to go in and don't have to follow all these rules. You don't have to do all this paperwork. You don't have to, you know. It's kind of like the back and forth conversation in Luke Cage. 
I remember that between um, Misty Knight. Like, no, they're doing our job. And yeah, I feel some kind of way with that because I work hard to do my job. And yeah, if I could just bust in buildings that they'll have to answer to anyone and be a fucking billionaire and build my own army, that would be very fucking convenient. But no, I'm out here and doing the hard work and then you swoop in and you're the hero. And then I'm kind of also left with the fallout. And the fallout is significant. And I think that they're under playing that just a bit Ooh, quick note forgot to bring this up that that was tim drake in the first episode i did not realize that it made me think about when barbara told bruce no more robins because i didn't see him in the next two episodes i kind of feel as if maybe that's another tease for a spinoff <sighs> again i don't want to have a show full of easter eggs for other things (laughs) Uh, but getting back to uh dick he had he actually did a really good job these two episodes um i don't want to see him ever suit up as batman and if they ever go in that direction i will slap everyone but he plays a really great dick grayson and Dick Grayson, in a lot of ways, was just as good as Batman, but a lot clearer-headed, more clear-headed. Didn't have so many demons weighing over him. (laughs) He's a grand detective, you know? He goes to Arkham and speaks with um, Jonathan Crane, who some people may know as another character. And he's clearly, I love the fact that Jonathan Crane's like, oh, if you want my cooperation, I need the best bud you can find. I'm so high, I can hear and it makes sense that he would be a police consultant. He is actually certifiably a PhD in his field of psychology, I believe. Uh, I could have gotten that wrong. But, um... He tells him or he gives him an insight on these red hoods, right? Because they're running around creating these criminal acts. Um, And he finds out who Red Hood is. I guess that's the time where he can go ahead and bring in Jason's character. uh, Because he becomes relevant, entangled with Dick at this point. So the big surprise for episode two was, holy shit, Jason is Red Hood. Now we see in the third episode the footage that someone looks to have taken Jason's body. Now we know Jason was dead. Bruce got the coffin. He buried him in the backyard. He looked at him. At least I no, he probably didn't look at him, dumbass. He buried him in the backyard. <laughs> but he did confirm his body. Like like a lot, a lot of people saw that he was dead. Even Barbara did. But what they didn't know was that someone had absconded with his body from the morgue. Now, we do know he was taking some unknown type of chemical before he died. I now know what that might could be. Um, I guess it's not a spoiler. I think it's fear toxin. So, if you know anything about fear toxin i'll let you go on from there i won't speak too much further uh i will do a spoiler section after the wrap up just very quickly to address a few things um but 
that is when surprise surprise jason finds it out and he is not happy because uh he was shooting at him to kill <laughs> there was no games to be played i love the introduction of red hood i think that um the actor did an awesome job uh like i said before he's played a really good jason or yeah jason todd so while i wasn't too sold on the the facial helmet the first few times i saw it i'm i'm getting accustomed to it uh but his introduction was straight out of the fucking comics uh him coming down assembling all of the crime bosses in gotham uh letting them know i'm the new bad bitch in town and then when one dude said you can kiss my ass he straight popped him how would you like to die today motherfucker no i love the way the guns were just thrown all over the table as you just get to him that was badass now i know that there is a few people <laughs> who have stated and i think that this is meant to be like a clue is they've mentioned several times that homeboy is not all that smart like he's not strategic clearly um and he never really finished fully the training to be the best robin he could be he was always subpar in a certain way to say dick grayson uh and he even acknowledges that batman or bruce said you're always better with the toys because <laughs> they have a fight and dick whoops his ass but he's able to take his momentary surprise and use it against him and he's forced to hide and he gets away as he's injured so knowing that i think that very much <laughs> indicates that maybe just maybe someone else is involved it's not even a maybe at this point guys it's literally in the third fucking episode <laughs> so is he a pawn or is he a willing participant we don't know we do know he was doping and we do know that it was him that set up the titans to have egg on their face by killing innocent people in that bank so he basically is ostracizing the titans so that they can go home and gotham can be his so all you have to i mean they already hated batman they could just hate the titans um you see the tension already between barbara because she's not her father so she doesn't have much investment she don't even she's not even into these titans like who the fuck are these people um but for people not to want superheroes in town and then batman does something like he's done like bruce wayne is gone so everybody knows that already they know or at least they know batman is gone um so he's really looking to be the number one crime boss in gotham city and while he does look like the best of muscle he clearly has someone else being the brains and i i thought that was pretty uh self-explanatory <laughs> but again i mean i watch things in a certain lens that it sometimes surprises me when i hear a critique that felt very 
plainly given in the episodes so with that being said uh not only does he fuck over <laughs> or kill all those people uh the way he put the uh the, the phone in the freaking lady like that scene in the police station that was something out of a horror film that shit was crazy dick also has a lot of strong feelings that bruce broke his own code because he's like it's not like he bashed his head in with a crowbar <laughs> he hasn't really talked about it much i mean he does does have that conversation with hank in the kitchen but quite frankly every time hank talks i just go to sleep (sighs) i'm bored and i did not feel that way about him in season one while i've always felt what i felt about dove i liked hank's character i like the actor that plays hank but they wrote him so terribly in season two that i can no longer be bothered it's just nails on a chalkboard at this point which kind of brings us to episode three i guess we'll check in with gar and um connor couldn't even remember his name i will say these three episodes without raven she was not missed but let's go back to uh what they were doing for the most part they're kind of being played as the comic relief I need them to stop for, uh, eh. they did step off a little bit of gar being his babysitter you know because they played connor like he was a newborn into the world last season <laughs> and i'm glad to see that they're not doing that still you know he's a man i eat off of books i don't fucking read them <laughs> uh he's so disrespectful too he's like i wonder if my dad the one i want to acknowledge superman has a library and I also like that they brought in the fact that he has another dad called Lex Luthor, who, for the most part, is a super genius. What did I say for the most part? He is a super genius. He is Batman and Superman's biggest pain in the ass. So it would make sense that they utilize him in a way that doesn't involve just his physical or Superman aspect he has to he's given his first real problem where he has to do things that are more lex luther that other side of his dna and they give him a chance to fail and i think that is one of the best character moments that could come from these three episodes is connor failing realizing that i cannot like just because i am the most powerful in the world doesn't mean i can save everybody or i will save everyone because everything is so easy for him so for something to be hard and they gave him you know you got an hour or what what was it four hours to get it done yeah that's a lot to build a prototype of a thing that's never been invented except by one person (laughs) and you just gotta figure it out so I think testing him, pushing him, and then that final scene of him racing when he finally gets it figured out, but it's just two to three seconds too late and the explosion goes off and just he's able to watch it was great. And then you saw, um, damn, I always forget his name every time. I love that dog. How do I not get super <laughs> crypto? He's even given a moment of characterization like, yeah, I'm not going to leave someone where they're dying. I can, I can survive this and you shouldn't be alone. 
and i thought that was very powerful even though the entire time i was shooketh in the best of ways because <laughs> you know they usually um kill people or usually save people i should say at the last minute but that was the most for him this episode hopefully he'll be given well i expect he'll be given a lot more because this is a big like they made a point of showing this impacted him terribly uh it's going to impact everyone they are losing people left and right first there's donna <laughs> then there's jason now there's hank so stakes are higher so it does wonders for our remaining titans and services to trim the fat of those that we do not need or want or ever ask for so stop being petty probably not sure i have a lot more to say i ain't even talked about dove yet <laughs> or dawn i don't even call her dawn at the time she gets on my nerves so how did hank get a fucking explosive device in his chest being a goddamn moron what the hell was hank doing in this like i really felt they wrote him in a way to say you ain't gonna be too mad when he die <laughs> because first his whole you know fuck him it's us he ain't coming back he killed innocent people like why did you need to be on 15 aggressive in that moment when dick's like look i'm not gonna play his game we're gonna do things our way because he wants money right he uh after he puts the device on him because after he said all that crap he actually got a call from jason and in a, a series of events that are comically stupid and i'm sure that hank knew he was being stupid but you know if i know i'm being played i'm not gonna keep on going i'm just gonna say you know what do what the fuck you gonna do because i'm done if you're gonna attack me attack me he knew he was not going in there at any point taking off his clothes to save jason todd you're gone fired out of here ain't nothing i can do for you and then what was up with that nasty Paul Blart mall cop fucking beard he had being an officer while she is a crime fighter? I couldn't even be bothered with how ridiculous she had left them. They're not no longer in a relationship, but they're going to be all up in each other's grill. She's supposed to have another dude and his heart speed's supposed to be down, but she going to put her titties all over his chest. Rocks. In exchange for deactivating the device, Jason wanted them to steal some gold bars being delivered by a bank. Not because it's about the money. He wants the Titans to be seen as criminals. That has to be his objective, is to make them the enemy of the people. Because if I can't kill or defeat you, I can run you out of town. So, that is his goal. Dick says, no, I'm not going to play Jason's game. Anytime you play someone else's game, they're going to have the upper hand. I'm not sure why Dawn didn't understand this, but because, um, you know, she put her Daenerys pussy <laughs> on Hank in that moment because she can't resist his douchebag ways. She decided she was going to go out and steal the gold bars. Then she meets up with Jason and really believe like uh other dude was chasing like dick was chasing leads he did the right thing in this situation like this is not gonna go well if we like we're gonna try to save our friend the best way we can save our friend and i like that conversation he did have with hank like that was the best conversations 
where I saw Hank from season one was when he was talking to Dick. And that last phone call was everything. Like, don't you even think about putting the shit on you. You doing what you're supposed to. Even if I disagree with you or I act like I do, that's why you're the bigger man. That's why you're the leader. You're making, we all have to, if this is what we all commit to, we have to commit to that code. And that if that means one of us has to die living up to that code, I'm the stupid one that decided to meet up with him alone and walk into his trap. That was all on me. That's not on you. You're doing everything you can and everything you could do. Don't even think about thinking you're to blame for this. And then um, she gets there and then Jason changes it up and says, all you have to do is kill me. Now, come on. Does he look suicidal? You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. So, of course, Don pulled the trigger. Congratulations. You played yourself. Once again, ma'am, you were warned multiple times. Not only did you turn to crime, but <laughs> you, like your foolish, stupid boyfriend, waltzes into a trap like it's not very evidently a track so i had a comical grin on my face that's what you get you never negotiate with terrorists he's a terrorist at this point you don't do everything that he wants you to do and expect it's gonna work out for you because why then would he do it i just don't know what she thought killing him was going to satisfy <laughs> he already came back from the fucking dead she wasn't using those brain skills because they don't exist so now she killed her own lover do you believe in love the biggest jump scare for me is when dick was looking to find the guy that they spotted on the um on the because they're getting close dick skills is going to eventually lead to what the fuck is going on but or who's the mastermind behind everything but they threw him out the window and he just fell on his car and it scared the living shit out of me what else did i want to mention the bat cave looks awesome i didn't want to throw it out in the first episode how good it looked because i feel like i'm giving more props to the batman aspect of the show than the titans aspect but showing the the little um hospital thing that they had there that was pretty cool and i like to see different areas of the bat cave it's not just this tiny little room with some computers there's other things around i think we have covered all of the big stuff the fight scenes continue to be very well choreographed i like the one with red hood hopefully we get some more i'm curious to know what the hell is going to happen with Corey. Uh, i guess that's our next episode <laughs> i think that's going to shed a lot more light other than the hug and he had that moment he, he's kind of like the support of other characters i didn't know he was really trained the actor ryan potter in martial arts which is why his scene looked so well done in the first episode that was all him so we do need to see more of him in action but i feel when it comes to the other bulky storylines he doesn't have a place there other than to be the supporting cast 
And it's not necessarily a bad thing. I, I, I kind of thought about it just a bit. And I just happened to be watching Titans from the... It's not to say that Beast Boy does not have some things that are occurring. But he is a teenager. He's supposed to be a teenager. <laughs> in this world of soup. Like, he's going to be this more naive. He's going to be more of the emotional... You know, he's going to need people to hug him. Like, Corey running to hug him, I thought was a great scene. He, you know, just talking to people and, and being uh, kind of mentored by everyone. Because everyone else has a lot more experience. Maybe not as a team, but they certainly in the Vigilante game. And he and Raven were always the newbies. And without Raven, well, what are you really going to... And I don't want to see more of Raven. So until she's in it, He's going to be rather um, kind of the last rook on the row. I don't even know if that made sense, but it makes sense in my brain. And, and I'm okay with that because it isn't out of the realm for like Beast Boy and Cyborg. We're pretty much just the two dopey idiots of the crew. <laughs> More of the playful side than any of the real... Um, serious or you know him killing for the first time that definitely was a big point for him last season would be nice if they would explore that just a bit more maybe if he's had an opportunity to change into another animal and maybe that's something that happens when he's an animal once he goes into attack mode it's it's with your life What I do know is I'm ready to jump into this feedback. Mimi's up first. Let's get to it. What up, Stina? It's Mimi. This is my feedback for Titans Season 3, Episodes 2 and 3. Um, so far, I'm loving this season. I am so excited about what they're doing. I am very curious to know. I don't know if you even looked into it or not, since this isn't, you know, the first time you're talking about Titans. But I'm just curious if they have the same writers, they have the same directors. Like, it's just like so much stuff is improved i know um it sounds like a lot of the critiques that we had a lot of people had i have not been in the titans fandom i told you i used to be a huge gleek person like i was all up and through the gleef fandom and it was really toxic and i told myself after that i wasn't gonna get myself involved like I did I think black cells I used to go through the tags <laughs> um, for silver and Maddie and that was really honestly it but I wasn't a fan like I was a fan fan for Glee and I just I can't do it so I, I have no idea what people are saying even now about Titans um, I don't know what they said before. I don't know what the, I know what we thought about the Titans, me and you, Christina, but that was it. I don't know what other people thought, but like, it just, I feel like all the crap I threw out in the universe, they are fixing. 
Um, so I guess we can start with two. Episode two. Um, before I get into that, though, I do want to talk about episode one because I forgot to mention last uh, feedback about that character. I don't want to say what kind of Asian he was because I'm not, I think he might have been Chinese, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I definitely know he was Belasian because his daddy was black as hell. He himself looked, oh, I don't, I don't think I forgot to say his name, Tim, the guy Tim. He had the uh, cousin who gave him the money who clearly is a drug dealer. That's what I'm going to go with. Um, but he was out delivering um, food, fam- his food, like delivering food for his family's uh, restaurant. Um, and he's a super, super fanboy of it looks like batman (laughs) so i really hope we see him again i enjoyed the introduction to his family i don't know what it is about when they like because you know they act like being biracial can only be black and white so i like it when they throw in someone who's maybe asian and hispanic or you know black and asian or you know hawaiian and Vietnamese you know anything because you know just because you're biracial doesn't mean that black and white is the only combination they can have so I do appreciate the mixing of the cultures because I mean one thing that I've learned you know since black lives matter actually became something people actually listen and believe um, is that representation really does matter so you know it's it's nice to see other people being represented you know people of color so i did like that introduction to that character tim like i said he didn't look when i first saw him i would not have assumed that he had a black daddy and a asian mama but i did like it um so i do hope we get to see him again i feel like they wouldn't have introduced him or i should say i would hope they wouldn't introduce a character and we get deep into their family just for them to be a throwaway line so I hope we do do see him again. I really liked him. But um, so the first thing I want to talk about was, um, you know, the beginning of episode two is, of course, Hank and them little bicycle shorts. I was like, I thought I really thought we were going to not get to see them, at least like for a little two episodes. So <laughs> seeing them, seeing Hank and Don really did put me in a shitty mood but it was the right amount of them so I was okay with it um I and I will say introducing them when they did made sense because this episode three um it would have it I feel like it would have been a little inorganic if they just popped up in episode three and like they're storyline and them being involved was pretty relevant to what's going to happen further in the the season so I guess it made sense that they came in but it was just the right amount of them so I enjoyed it it was evenly the I guess the storyline was evenly distributed so that was nice um but I have a random question does Barbara Gordon only have one leg like I know she's in a wheelchair but for the life of me, I've been looking for two legs and I don't see it. So I'm assuming that this actress is actually very um, true to like, you know, her being in a wheelchair, which I think is pretty cool because 
Like I said before, representation matters. I will say though that I did not get the romantic vibe from uh, Barbara and uh, Dick at the for in the first episode. The way she was talking to him, the way she was like cool with uh, like I guess she used to work with uh, Bruce. I don't know it didn't come across as like that romantic like she was talking to dick like he was like a no like an annoying ass neighbor or something like she didn't i don't know it just seemed like she she just seemed like she was much older than him and no offense to the actress but she does look relatively old so i don't know just finding out or i guess we're supposed to know that they used to be a thing it was kind of gross because she, they just, ugh, I don't know. She just does not look old. Like she looks too old for him. And how, like, what is the age difference? When were y'all messing around? Like, was he like a kid and you were a grown ass woman? Cause that's the vibe I'm getting from what it looks like their age difference is. And that kind of grossed me out. I don't know. I mean, clearly Dick got mommy issues smashing old ladies but i just like does he have a type because dove he was with her and then he's with barbara and uh freaking starfire Corey. that i mean if you have a vagina like he'll throw his dick in you is that is that the vibe we're supposed to be getting i know you said he's a man whore but like he legit ain't got no type like if you have a vagina i will put my penis in it that's unattractive and i don't want that for Corey <laughs> even more so um, and I did love the fact that Jason is back. I love the actor. Like, I really like his characterization of uh, Jason Todd. So I was pleasantly surprised that he was back. I wasn't, I can't say that, you know, him being Red Hood was a shocker because somebody spilled the beans. I'm not going to say any names, Christina. But I, at this point, I'm really used to your spoiler alerts. Um, so whatever it would have been nice to for that to have been a like you know a shock and me not know that was coming but yeah it's cool I'm hoping that they throw in something that's new so that you can't guess it so we can all be surprised and you don't throw out yo oh this is what happened in the comics so this is what they're doing but I guess we'll see um I don't know if we're supposed to just assume that Jason just became a villain it doesn't make sense that he would just go from uh, impulsive ass childish man like baby he was just very impulsive very hard-headed ready to prove himself and now he's a villain like it it doesn't make sense to me like I feel like we got to be missing something and I don't know because episode three was like absolutely off the wall crazy I was not expecting that to happen at all um I did think like when Hank decided he wanted to go ahead and follow or like go into find Jason by himself I was like yeah this is a trap he's real stupid it's like get rid of your phone break it stomp on it get in this cab but like you're not suspicious at all dude you don't want to get no you don't want to get guard like Connor you don't get any kind of backup <laughs> you literally have an arsenal of fucking superheroes Corey Gar can turn into a fucking lion uh, I mean even Dove as annoying as she is she be kicking people's ass like I I was like why is this dude doing he has to know this is a trap 
but he really he I mean in my mind he probably legit thought that he was smarter than Jason and if push came to shove he could beat his way out I don't know how the man got a whole ass bomb implanted in his in his chest through his heart but he really like I'm sorry but like if you did go past the okay get rid of your phone break it like that that would have been it for me like nah nah homie you doing too much like that that would have been it for me but to go further like strip naked and swim in this dirty water okay seriously i'm not gonna lie i wish it was dove that had been strapped to the bomb and exploded instead of hank because at least hank was good for like a one-liner every now and then the motherfucker said funny shit dove is annoying as hell and you know the fact that she didn't listen to to dick and now she literally i mean we know that connor could have made it to hank in time because he's that quick um but i mean i don't know if if Don and Dick are supposed to know that Connor was in the middle of saving him. Like five seconds is a, not a very long time unless you're, you know, have super crypt, kryptonite powers. That's not the right word. What is he from? Krypton. <laughs> super Krypton powers. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't like the name Superboy. So I'm just going to call him Connor. Like we know five seconds is enough time for Connor. Um, but I don't know what this is supposed to do to Dawn and I don't know if they're trying to make it so now Dawn is single and Hank ain't even in the in the wings waiting for her because he loved her so much like a lost puppy that now they're trying to make it so that she eases in with Dick because that would be very I don't know very trashy of the writers to make it to kill Hank off so that Dove could be with Dick I don't like that but I'm not gonna put it past him because like I said I don't know if these are the same writers the shit that they made us go through last season who fucking knows like if these are the same people it's possible but i do what i'm hoping because i think this would make her character actually very more interesting and maybe not so fucking annoying is if this puts her on one of those revenge type shit now she's because she was already borderline like a, i guess a vigilante so like i always thought she was not above killing and now we know that she's not because she was finna merc Jason I didn't trust him and I was like it, it can't be that easy like he he they're probably both rigged like if he if he dies or his heart stops or something it's gonna automatically go or if his hand goes up like I figured something wasn't right like it's not gonna be that easy like just kill me and then you could do it like I figured either way he was gonna screw with her it just didn't make sense that it would be that easy but I also knew that Dove was not above fucking a person up and she would kill him. I thought um, maybe Dick might get to her in time, but I knew he wasn't going to be able to talk her off the ledge. I thought him being able to take the you know, gun from him, her might be the only way to stop her. Um, but now that she actually is the reason that Hank literally exploded in a room in their house. <laughs> I wonder what this is going to do to her. Like I said, I hope that it turns her into a villain and we get to see her go on a rampage trying to find trying to find the Red Hood and kill him because that would make her more interesting. But I don't want it to be so that they're trying to make a way for um, Dick and Dove to be together because that's 
that's trashy and I don't want I I will seriously fucking gouge out my eyeballs if they make me have to watch that because I I just don't she's annoying even the whole like her and Hank thing we were gonna go our separate ways but then now he's dying and now you love him like either you want to be with him or you don't like why is him dying gonna make you want to be with him I I just I don't know y'all broke up and you were so ready to be over him that you're going on dates or whatnot like I just I don't know her character to me I don't know what the word is but the way they they write her is annoying and like girls like her I don't like so if I knew a girl like her in real life I wouldn't like her so to see a character a person characterized like that that's supposed to be a superhero or you know part of the titans makes me like her so I think that's probably my issue with Dove and I I feel like her changing and being uh, like a, you know, on some revenge shit might make her more interesting. Okay, so that's all I'm going to say about that. I feel like I've been rambling on long enough. My other thing was Corey being the boss bitch that she is. I love her. I love her outfit. I love the way she be sashaying around. Um, I'm really curious. to know. I don't know anything about the comic book, so I don't know what kind of power Starfire has. I don't know... Um, if her, if she's like psychically able to transport herself, if she's having visions, I don't I don't know what this is, but I am very curious. But my favorite line for her was when she was like talking to Barbara, trying to get the want to see the video camera footage, and she was like, I don't think that you should be asking me that. And she was like, Hank's attached to a bomb. I'm not asking. I was like, that's the the bombest blackest shit I've ever heard her say and I'm here for it I, I love when the actors people of color are able to like put a little little stank on it you know what I'm saying and I feel like she did I, I appreciated it um I I'm just trying to figure out what their plan is for her and I can't wait to see um I do hope we get to see her and uh Nightwing at least fight together like side by side like a boss battle like against some people because those were always my favorite scenes when they were together fighting um I don't think we saw much of them interacting interacting with um them each other and fighting together a lot last season so that'll be something that'll be nice um there's very little gar in there but I do like how him and Connor are like guards like the older brother and Connor's a little brother when he was like when they were at Bruce's manor and he was like oh do we get to ride in the Batmobile and he's like no and he's like he told me to ask and God was looking at him like don't be telling like it's such, so cute because it's like something that if you have younger siblings you know that if you wanted something from your parents you got to have them ask because if you the older sibling ask they're gonna say hell to the note like super quick but if your younger baby sibling asks mom can we have some candy you know they're gonna say yeah because they they let the baby do whatever the hell they want so we used to do that too so I feel like that that was the kind of interaction I seen from them and I love that they use Connor like he's like not only just you know you know bulletproof or has like crypto that can speak and blow motherfuckers up or he can like shoot laser eyes his eyes but he's also super smart like that is something I was really impressed with. I don't know if that's Clark Kent was like that Superman, but I do like that they used him and he was smart enough to be able to duplicate 
you know, some type of, I guess, reversal for the thing that happened to Hank just from seeing uh, the blueprints. I like that. And then the last thing I just it's just a question because I'm like racking my brain trying to figure out if I remember some villain named Scarecrow and I honestly don't um I don't not even just from Titans but just from the you know DC verse um I I haven't I don't watch Batgirl anymore you know and I don't remember them being a Scarecrow on um you know the Flash um, I don't remember a Scarecrow being when I, I used to watch Smallville and I'm trying to like think if I remember seeing Scarecrow there I don't remember that villain name so I, I like I'm trying to remember what or who this Scarecrow is clearly he's some type of psychiatrist who's clearly crazy because he's in that what Arkham Asylum that Joker always escaped from um, but he's smart enough to be a profiler so I don't know if I mean I, I could google it but I don't know if I care enough um, but if he starts to be like a reoccurring, you know, villain or, you know, someone that escapes and he becomes important, then maybe I'll look it up then. But I, I if you could think of something off the top of your head, Christina, just let me know, because I really don't remember any villain named Scarecrow um, from Batman. I, I don't even remember it from all of the movies. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I will end it here because I've been rambling for a long ass time. So um, until next time, love, peace, hair grease, the black girl magic, queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Miss Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. So I have some notes. I mean, everyone knew he was Red Hood. Like, it was in the exact promo, so I didn't know that you did not know that you did not watch the promos. I know you don't typically watch the Flash promos. I didn't know you boycotted all promos. I thought you watched it because you said it looked good. So he was—I mean, it was basically—he was, basically, was called—they was calling him Red Hood in season two and like season one. I feel like he wasn't a secret, which is why they didn't do any buildup around revealing and why they killed jason off so quickly it was like you were always brought on this show to become red hood that is ultimately who jason todd is most known for not so much as robin as he is red hood so i my bad my apologies but i really did think that that was like very very common knowledge <laughs> but that's what happens when you assume you made out make an ass out of you and me I still don't take it back though, because it's like shit. <laughs> I'm like, how you apologize and then don't really mean it? Because things can exist to different times. Moving on, a lot of peeps have said the same thing about the show, like the exact same criticisms. Um, I haven't listened to too many podcasts. Um, the most I've seen is in the YouTube comments, uh, or like people that do other or YouTube videos, I should say. Um, but they all said the same consistent things all across the board, what the issues were with this TV show. <laughs> and because they were so glaring, it was easy to point them out. 
and a lot of the same writers and directors are involved in this show it's just on hbo it's got a bigger budget like on dc i didn't realize it had like negative budget it didn't have like it wasn't really planned out like the behind the scenes people the planning the production a lot of those people didn't have their shit together because they threw dc app I mean, they were so fucking intent on beating Marvel for some insane reason, as if they already hadn't toppled you in almost every other, like, you just can't win. So they should have taken the fucking time and invested a little bit more or got some investment to what they could do and produce and, and waited to find someone like HBO Max that would be more open to giving them a more efficient budget to tell the stories that they want to tell. Um, I know there's a lot of fighting over the rights as well, but that all seemed to always stem around from the Batman shit, which is, as we've already said on nauseam, is rather pointless because Titans is its own fucking thing. Um... I will say that the black and white, uh, like I totally agree with you, representation matters all across the board, agree with you on that. I think that we see black and white because it's the most common in America. I don't think, I don't see many Blasian couples. I don't. Um, I don't see many, uh, (laughs) what'd you say, Chinese and Vietnamese? I don't see, I mean, to be disgustingly frank i unless i had a conversation i would not know one from the other that's not being racist that is sometimes when you come from the same like all people of color are not from fucking africa (laughs) so they could be from ethiopia ain't that in africa they could be from (laughs) they could be from australia what i'm saying is black people left africa and pretty much you know just got lighter the south the the further up north okay but we settled in more places in the world than just africa which was my point of that uh and yes i did think the same thing i'm glad i have some validation there that the way she talked to him did not at any indication say i'm in a, a frenzy of sexual lust for you or had been in the past she definitely looked and sounded like an older sister and it isn't disrespectful that she does look significantly older the actors apparently aren't that much of a difference she's 37 he's 32 but um it the way they're presenting them on screen i know that brandon waits looks a little younger but he doesn't seem like, like he seems the appropriate age for robin uh and she seemed as if she had been through the wars. <laughs> it, it just did not in any way. And in the next two episodes, I feel like it was something they said. And I don't even know that they needed it. That's the worst part. And if I, that means I have to look and see a whole thing unfold between the two. That's even more disappointing because it is as dry as toast it's not it's crusty cake doo-doo on a baby's butt okay it does not it's not a good look it is only one degree better than the thought of dawn and 
dick getting together because that and I, I i will say this season these episodes their interaction there's been no hint at that even when he was holding her at the end it was more like well you fucked up <laughs> like i told you <laughs> like there was no push for that like i don't see him or them playing their scenes it feels like yeah we've had our like she's very focused on hey even when she could backslide she backslid to someone else so why yes this could it did occur to me too that i hope this is not an opening for them i don't think that it is i don't even want to see her in the show on a rampage i mean it could make her a little bit more interesting you're right on that aspect but i don't find her acting compelling at all so if she does go on a rampage it needs to end with her death and he did in regards to i will say the bruce or not bruce dick no jason it's like calling out my kids <laughs> or like my mom calling out her children so many of you i don't know all your fucking names let's call you whoever uh he did let leave the titans rejected not only in love but as a team and a family and then he went back to bruce and well we all know how his parenting skills are so more rejection and then when he was talking to dick um scarecrow see i was i didn't even name drop but i guess they did name drop it in the episode uh <laughs> i just realized that I'm like oh duh so yeah scarecrow is a big dc villain i like him as a dc villain because he reminds me of the joker it's not so much about trying to accomplish a certain thing it's about the study of the human psyche <laughs> he's a man of science he just pushes it all the way past what anything the fda would approve <laughs> so when he told him that jason was looking for a father figure i think that he that meant he didn't find it like bruce had already like he'd been abandoned by him a little bit in his mind even though you know he didn't have that same um belief in him the way uh dick really it's like nobody wanted to deal with his shit he had too much baggage and no one had enough patience to deal with it and i get it though especially on the titans like i'm not the one that recruited you into this shit bruce it really was his problem you're the one that put him on this path and thought made him think that he was invincible and now he found maybe another path following someone else but that just shows that he has the capacity to be not taken advantage of but not even manipulated what is the persuaded into a certain you know especially if you were i don't know someone like a psych major probably can get a lot at uh at his issues <laughs> that's just my personal opinion that's actually not based on any spoilers i really am just that's where i think is going on if i'm watching these three episodes of the show um what else why did dawn get uh, dawn had to be that actor had to be fucking somebody i'm sorry she is daniel panabaker on crack she is written like a cw uh drama female and i'm not sure 
why anyone thought it like you look at the cast across the board other than raven which i give a lot of because she's young every kid can't be the stranger things kids <laughs> i've seen plenty of bad actors and i've not really judged them too harshly because i'm like you're a kid playing a kid <laughs> it's just gonna grate on the nerves what the issue is is we've had so many kids playing the fucking adults that we don't realize that when a kid plays a kid that that's normal like why don't you they're, they're a kid um but going back to um her her whole trajectory i don't know why she was written that that and then every time you notice she's always undressing taking off something and something like slinky she's there for eye candy and it's so blatantly obvious to me that i can't have any respect for the character on the show at all so that's why i'm a little bit more harsh because every time i see her i feel the agenda and yes Corey is not even close to her powers i didn't know you weren't aware of her see that's my issue is i brought where i with titans being out so long and the teen titans i really did feel as if like people knew that before coming into the show i keep forgetting that maybe people didn't like i just i thought really when you first watched watch titans that you knew what titans were like you had even watched the the cartoon um so i was not fully aware that you didn't know that now i feel really bad because i put it in the chat something she could do um you may not have seen it and i had tagged shy so there is that <laughs> so i won't go any further other than she's not even tapped into her powers ma'am she ain't even tapped into her powers she is on e right now they've been downplaying like seriously <laughs> that is why people are ranting because no Corey is hands down a second level to raven but they're pretty damn fucking close like just keep in mind Corey was sent to kill raven and considered the one in the universe to be able to do so and probably would have succeeded if she didn't love her like a daughter so she's fucking powerful is what i'm trying to say and you hit the nail on the coffin they did change gar from being the babysitter to more of the sibling and that is a hundred percent accurate you would send the cute one in like go for the, the baby bring her go go ask mommy this <laughs> i don't want to ask because she won't say no to you um i think scarecrow was supposed no that was not it nope 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 I was going to say, I thought he was in Crisis in Infinite Earths, but I'm not 100% sure. I know someone from Gotham was that escaped the, the Arkham Asylum, though, and had made everyone... No, I feel like this is a different person. Because Scarecrow is more... Um, he is... Well, he's obsessed... No, I'm confusing... Yes, I am. No. He is obsessed with fear and takes sadistic pleasure in frightening his victims. There we go. I'll just say that from, because <laughs> I just happened to be on that page to put it in there because it's clicked on Scarecrow. Um, so, knowing that, <laughs> I think I'm putting some things, some dots together for you. But I, to be fair to me, I do feel like these things were in the episode. Um, 
in my previous knowledge may have strung them together a lot quicker but i do see the breadcrumbs maybe i can see people maybe not knowing that was the breadcrumb <laughs> but they're telling the story in a way that it wouldn't be a surprise ah now i just feel like i'm i'm compromised on all sides and i'm automatically biased great um he does have a god complex and uh yeah he's all about fear it's all about manipulation he's a strategist uh he does have genius intellect um so he's got a he's got a lot of shit going on so he's not someone that would fight though <laughs> i don't know how much i can give you before i just hang myself <laughs> let's move on to Cheyenne. once again though i will say none of this is surprising to probably a lot of people watching this show and i feel i'll try to be a little bit more cognizant in the future because i already recorded the first 40 fucking minutes i can't undo it uh but i, I will try because i have things to actually talk about in the spoiler section <laughs> that don't pertain to any of this <laughs> these things that i thought were just out there in the universe to be had and understood uh, not understood but immediately picked up on so let's hear what shy has to say or what she felt about these last two episodes hey christina it's me shy i am here to talk about titans season three episode two red hood and the only reason why I remember the title, I mean, they make these, <laughs> these titles really simple to remember is because we were introduced to Red Hood. Just like last episode, we were introduced to Barbara Gordon. So, uh, yeah, not hard to uh, <laughs> remember the title of the episode. Um, but anyway, I think I'm probably in the minority and being completely shocked about Jason being the Red Hood. Because last I checked, uh, I could have sworn he was killed in the last episode. So how he's the Red Hood and not only alive and well, but kicking butt and taking names. You know, like he didn't get the crap beat out of him in the last episode by the Joker. And I could have sworn that um, Barbara said that Bruce had identified his body at the morgue. So color me surprised that um we're looking at jason at the end of this episode and he's uh yeah <laughs> pretty much alive and well um and evil and that's the other surprise like when when the hell did that happen because last i checked he was bruce's sidekick and all that good stuff and going after the joker and of course he was not listening to bruce but i mean that was we thought he was just being or i thought he was just being a hothead but of course we saw him inhale those chemicals and again the question becomes what the heck are those chemicals and did that have something to do with jason's transformation into the dark side um those are questions that definitely would love to get an answer to and i'm sure we will at some point this season but then i'm like he was the one studying it and had the notes but was that research i'm not sure 
So, but he's definitely on the dark side because he's um, murking some folks left and right. <laughs> so, um, there's no uh, gray area here for him. I mean, it's in regards to the fact that, you know, he's definitely doing um, evil stuff. So, there's no um, getting around that. <laughs> and... And, uh, of course, you know, we can say the chemicals made him do it. It messed with his brain, transformed some stuff in the brain. I don't know. Um, of course, I'm sure there's some resentment, civil, sibling rivalry sort of thing between him and, and, um, Dick. Because, you know, it seems like everyone prefers Dick or Dick is the, um, first choice for a lot of things i mean hell look at bruce's um password uh <laughs> dick had put in jason first and it was denied and they put dick in and it you know gave him access so i'm sure on some level that messed with him um not being good enough and he even mentioned that in at the end with the fight between him and um dick about bruce saying that he was better with the toys so yeah, there's some deep-seated stuff going on there um, that, again, I'm totally surprised. And so can't wait to see how this plays out because, obviously, they consider Jason family. They love Jason. So um, it's going to be interesting how they take him down without killing him. Or are they going to have And who's going to be the one to do that, to make that choice? That's That's going to be hard. Um, Because you know that they're going to want to convert him back to the good side. So that's going to be their priority until he, I don't know. So then, of course, the question of is he he really going to hurt one of, you know, the people he used to consider family? Well, we'll see how that goes. Of course, we see that Bruce is MIA just as soon as... um, Red Hood comes on the scene, so that's suspicious in itself, but I just feel like there's some shadiness going on with Bruce, the Red Hood thing, Barbara um, getting Dick back to Gotham. Like, there's just too much coincidental stuff happening. Um, But you were correct, Christina. He did call for the Titans, so they're not off doing their own thing. They're all in Gotham, and trying to figure out obviously this jason thing is going to really rev up the um the stakes in all of this we see that Corey is still having her visions but not only is she having her vision she's walking around in a trance speaking a foreign language so i'm wondering if that has something to do with her planet like the or something's going on with I don't know. I mean, no, this was Earth. The people that were... But I don't even know if that was her. I don't know what's going on. So I'm very curious about that because she was totally, like, gone to the point where she attacked Connor and um, Gar. So um, that was interesting. We get um, Dove and Hawk back in this episode. Um... We'll see how their relationship plays out in this um, season. Um, So obviously, they're not over each other. You see Hawk in his biker cop (laughs) outfit. I just think that's like the lamest looking cop 
ever a cop on a bike um i don't know that's, that's just me it just looks ridiculous then we got Corey and the Justin guy. I don't know. I'm getting suspicious. I'm, I'm just suspicious of everybody. Is it a coincidence that as soon as he comes in the picture, she's having these visions? Um, so I'm kind of on the fence about him. But I agree with you, Christina, on that too. I mean, nah, he's not. I don't see him as a forever type guy. Just another one of those uh, for the moment type relationships until Dick and Corey get together. That's how I see it anyway. I just feel like they're playing the long game with them. They got together and then it kind of, they kind of drifted apart and focusing on other things. They're just not ready to be fully committed to each other. And so they're just going through their, their things that some couples go through before they decide that they want to be together. And so that's how I'm looking at it um, because uh, I think they, are amazing together i'm not feeling the barbara and dick thing i'm i smile because you know you're like thinking they have more of a sibling dynamic which is understandable i mean if not for the things that she was saying in last episode that you know gave me the impression that they had something more going on when she was batgirl and <clears throat> he was robin um i wouldn't have uh, thought too much about it either um i don't see them being together either she's another justin one of those uh people um that dick has a past with that he has to uh come to terms with i guess i don't know the best way to put it but anyways i enjoy this episode i am very engaged in what's going on i'm enjoying the season so far can't wait to see episode three and see where we go from here. Everyone's reaction to finding out that Jason is the Red Hood and just you know, all of that that goes with that. Um, but that's it. Until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. What up, Stina? It's Mimi. This is my feedback for Titans Season 3, Episodes 2 and 3. Um, so far, I'm loving this season. I am so excited about what they're doing. I am very curious to know. I don't know if you even looked into it or not, since this isn't, you know, the first time you're talking about Titans. But I'm just curious if they have the same writers, they have the same directors. Like, it's just like so much stuff is improved. I know um, it sounds like a lot of the critiques that we had, a lot of people had. I have not been in the titans fandom i told you i used to be a huge gleek person like i was all up and through the glee fandom and it was really toxic and i told myself after that i wasn't gonna get myself involved like i did i think black cells i used to go through the tags <laughs> um, for silver and maddie and that was really honestly it but I wasn't a fan like I was a fan fan for Glee and I just I can't do it so I I have no idea what people are saying even now about Titans um, I don't know what they said before I don't know what the I know what we thought about the Titans me and you Christina but that was it I don't know what other people thought but like it just I feel like all the crap I threw out in the universe they are fixing um, so I guess we can start with two episode two 
Um, before I get into that, though, I do want to talk about episode one because I forgot to mention last uh, feedback about that character. I don't want to say what kind of Asian he was because I'm not, I think he might have been Chinese, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I definitely know he was Belasian because his daddy was black as hell. He himself looked, oh, I don't, I don't think I forgot to say the name, Tim. The guy Tim. He had the uh, cousin who gave him the money who clearly is a drug dealer. That's what I'm going to go with. Um, but he was out delivering um, food, his food, like delivering food for his family's uh, restaurant. Um, and he's a super, super fanboy of it looks like batman <laughs> so i really hope we see him again i enjoyed the introduction to his family i don't know what it is about when they like because you know they act like being biracial can only be black and white so i like it when they throw in someone who's maybe asian and hispanic or you know black and asian or you know hawaiian and Vietnamese you know anything because you know just because you're biracial doesn't mean that black and white is the only combination they can have so I do appreciate the mixing of the cultures because I mean one thing that I've learned you know since black lives matter actually became something people actually listen and believe um, is that representation really does matter so you know it, it's nice to see other people being represented you know people of color so i did like that introduction to that character tim like i said he didn't look when i first saw him i would not have assumed that he had a black daddy and a asian mama but i did like it um so i do hope we get to see him again i feel like they wouldn't have introduced him or I should say I would hope they would introduce a character and we get deep into their family just for them to be a throwaway line. So I hope we do, do see him again. I really liked him. But um, so the first thing I want to talk about was, um, you know, the beginning of episode two is, of course, Hank and them little bicycle shorts. I was like, I thought I really thought we were going to not get to see them at least like for the first two episodes. So. <laughs> seeing them seeing hank and don really did put me in a shitty mood but it was the right amount of them so i was okay with it um i and i will say introducing them when they did made sense because this episode three um it would have it i feel like it would have been a little inorganic if they just popped up in episode three and like they're storyline and them being involved was pretty relevant to what's going to happen further in the the season so i guess it made sense that they came in but it was just the right amount of them so i enjoyed it it was evenly the the i guess the storyline was evenly distributed so that was nice um but i have a random question does barbara gordon only have one leg like i know she's in a wheelchair but for the life of me, I've been looking for two legs and I don't see it. So I'm assuming that this actress is actually very um, true to like, you know, her being in a wheelchair, which I think is pretty cool because like I said before, representation matters. I will say, though, that 
I did not get the romantic vibe from uh, Barbara and uh, Dick at the for, in the first episode. The way she was talking to him, the way she was like cool with, uh, like I guess she used to work with uh, Bruce. I, I don't know. It didn't come across as like that romantic. Like she was talking to Dick like he was like a no, like an annoying ass neighbor or something. Like she didn't. I don't know. It just seemed like she. She just seemed like she was much older than him. And no offense to the actress, but she does look relatively old. So I don't know. Just finding out, or I guess we're supposed to know that they used to be a thing. It was kind of gross because she, they just. Ugh, I don't know. She just does not look old. Like she looks too old for him. And how like what is the age difference when were y'all messing around like was he like a kid and you were a grown-ass woman because that's the vibe i'm getting from what it looks like their age differences and that kind of grossed me out i don't know i mean clearly dick got mommy issues smashing old ladies but i just like does he have a type because dove he was with her and then he's with barbara and uh freaking starfire Corey that i mean if you have a vagina like he'll throw his dick in you is that is that the vibe we're supposed to be getting i know he says he's a man whore but like he legit ain't got no tight like if you have a vagina i will put my penis in it that's unattractive and i don't want that for Corey <laughs> even more so um and i did love the fact that jason is back i love the actor like i really like his characterization of uh jason todd so i was pleasantly surprised that he was back i wasn't i can't say that you know him being red hood was a shocker because somebody spilled the beans i'm not gonna say any names christina but i at this point i'm really used to your spoiler alerts um so whatever it would have been nice to for that to have been a like you know a shock and me not know that was coming but yeah it's cool i'm hoping that they throw in something that's new so that you can't guess it so we can all be surprised and you don't throw out yo oh this is what happened in the comics so this is what they're doing but i guess we'll see um i don't know if we're supposed to just assume that jason just became a villain it doesn't make sense that he would just go from an uh, impulsive ass childish man like baby he was just very impulsive very hard-headed ready to prove himself and now he's a villain like it it doesn't make sense to me like i feel like we got to be missing something and i don't know because episode three was like absolutely off the wall crazy i was not expecting that to happen at all um i did think like when hank decided he wanted to go ahead and follow or like going to find jason by himself i was like yeah this is a trap he's real stupid it's like get rid of your phone break it stomp on it get in this cab follow, like you're not suspicious at all dude you don't want to get no you don't want to get guard like connor you don't get any kind of backup you literally have an arsenal of fucking superheroes Corey, guard can turn into a fucking lion uh, i mean even dove as annoying as she is she be kicking people's ass like i i was like why is this dude doing he has to know this is a trap but he really he i mean in my mind he 
probably legit thought that he was smarter than Jason and if push came to shove he could beat his way out I don't know how the man got a whole ass bomb implanted in his in his chest through his heart but he really like I'm sorry but the, like if you did go past the okay get rid of your phone break it like that that would have been it for me like nah nah homie you doing too much like that that would have been it for me but to go further like strip naked and swim in this dirty water okay seriously I'm not gonna lie I wish it was dove that had been strapped to the bomb and exploded instead of Hank because at least Hank was good for like a one-liner every now and then the motherfucker said funny shit dove is annoying as hell and you know the fact that she didn't listen to to dick and now she literally i mean we know that connor could have made it to hank in time because he's that quick um but i mean i don't know if if Don and Dick are supposed to know that Connor was in the middle of saving him like five seconds is a not a very long time unless you're you know have super crypt, kryptonite powers that's not the right word what is he from krypton <laughs> super krypton powers <laughs> I, I don't know I mean I just I don't like the name Superboy, so I'm just gonna call him Connor like we know five seconds is enough time for Connor um but I don't know what this is supposed to do to Dawn and I don't know if they're trying to make it so now Dawn is single and Hank ain't even in the in the wings waiting for her because he loved her so much like a lost puppy that now they're trying to make it so that she eases in with Dick because that would be very I don't know very trashy of the writers to make it to kill Hank off so that Dove could be with Dick I don't like that but I'm not gonna put it past him because like I said I don't know if these are the same writers the shit that they made us go through last season who fucking knows like if these are the same people it's possible but i do what i'm hoping because i think this would make her character actually very more interesting and maybe not so fucking annoying is if this puts her on one of those revenge type shit now she's because she was already borderline like a, i guess a vigilante so like i always thought she was not above killing and now we know that she's not because she was finna murk Jason I didn't trust him and I was like it, it can't be that easy like he he they're probably both rigged like if he if he dies or his heart stops or something it's gonna automatically go or if his hand goes up like I figured something wasn't right like it's not gonna be that easy like just kill me and then you could do it like I figured either way he was gonna screw with her it just didn't make sense that it would be that easy but I also knew that Dove was not above fucking a person up and she would kill him. I thought um, maybe Dick might get to her in time, but I knew he wasn't going to be able to talk her off the ledge. I thought him being able to take the you know, gun from him, her might be the only way to stop her. Um, but now that she actually is the reason that Hank literally exploded in a room in their house. <laughs> I wonder what this is going to do to her. Like I said, I hope that it turns her into a villain and we get to see her go on a rampage trying to find trying to find the red hood and kill him because that would make her more interesting. But I don't want it to be so that they're trying to make a way for um, Dick and Dove to be together because that's 
that's trashy and I don't want, I, I will seriously fucking gouge on my eyeballs if they made me have to watch that because I, I just don't, she's annoying. Even the whole like her and Hank thing, we were going to go our separate ways, but then now he's dying and now you love him. Like either you want to be with him or you don't. Like why is him dying going to make you want to be with him? I, I just, I don't know, y'all broke up and you were so ready to be over him that you're going on dates or whatnot. Like I just, I don't know. Her character to me... I don't know what the word is, but the way they they write her is annoying. And like girls like her, I don't like. So if I knew a girl like her in real life, I wouldn't like her. So to see a character, a person characterized like that, that's supposed to be a superhero or, you know, part of the Titans makes me not like her. So I think that's probably my issue with Dub. And I, I feel like her changing and being uh, like a you know, on some revenge shit might make her more interesting. Okay, so that's all I'm gonna say about that. I feel like I've been rambling on long enough. My other thing was Corey being the boss bitch that she is. I love her, I love her outfit. I love the way she be sashaying around. Um, I'm really curious to know. I don't know anything about the comic books. So I don't know what kind of power Starfire has. I don't know um, if, her, if she's like psychically able to transport herself if she's having visions I don't I don't know what this is but I am very curious but my favorite line for her was when she was like talking to Barbara trying to get the want to see the video camera footage and she was like I don't think that you should be asking me that and she was like Hank's attached to a bomb I'm not asking I was like that's the the bombest blackest shit I've ever heard her say and I'm here for it I, I love when the actors people of color are able to like put a little little stank on it you know what I'm saying and I feel like she did I, I appreciated it um I I'm just trying to figure out what's their plan is for her and I can't wait to see um I do hope we get to see her and uh Nightwing at least fight together like side by side like a boss battle like against some people because those were always my favorite scenes when they were together fighting um i don't think we saw much of them interacting interacting with um them, each other and fighting together a lot last season so that'll be something that'll be nice um there's very little gar in there but i do like how him and connor are like guards like the older brother and connor's a little brother when he was like when they were at Bruce's Manor and he was like, oh, do we get to ride in the Batmobile? And he's like, no. And he's like, he told me to ask. And Gar was looking at him like, don't be telling. Like, it's such, so cute because it's like something that if you have younger siblings, you know that if you wanted something from your parents, you got to have them ask. Because if you, the older sibling, ask, they're going to say hell to the note like super quick. But if your younger baby sibling asks, mom, can we have some candy? You know they're going to say yeah, because they, they let the baby do whatever the hell they want. So we used to do that too. So I feel like that that was the kind of interaction I seen from them. And I love that they use Connor. Like he's like not only just, you know, you know, bulletproof or has like crypto that can speak and blow motherfuckers up. Or he can like shoot laser eyes his eyes. But he's also super smart. Like that is something I was really impressed with I don't know if that's Clark Kent was like that Superman but I do like that they used him and he was smart enough to be able to duplicate 
you know, some type of, I guess, reversal for the thing that happened to Hank just from seeing uh, the blueprints. I like that. And then the last thing, I just, it's just a question because I'm like racking my brain trying to figure out if I remember some villain named Scarecrow. And I honestly don't. Um, I don't, not even just from Titans, but just from the, you know, DC verse. Um, I, I haven't, I don't watch Batgirl anymore, you know, and I don't remember them being a Scarecrow on, um, you know, the Flash. Um, I don't remember a Scarecrow being, when I, I used to watch Smallville and I'm trying to like think if I remember seeing Scarecrow there. I don't remember that villain name. So I, I like, I'm trying to remember what or who this Scarecrow is. Clearly he's some type of psychiatrist who's clearly crazy because he's in that, what, Arkham Asylum that Joker always escaped from. Um, but he's smart enough to be a profiler. So I don't know if, I mean, I, I could Google it, but I don't know if I care enough. Um, but if he starts to be like a reoccurring, you know, villain or, you know, someone that escapes and he becomes important, then maybe I'll look it up then. But I, I if you could think of something off the top of your head, Christina, just let me know. Because I am I really don't remember any villain named Scarecrow um, from Batman. I, I don't even remember it from all of the movies. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I will end it here because I've been rambling for a long ass time. So um, until next time, love, peace, hair grease, the black girl magic, queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was a double dose of shy. The absolute resentment she feels like I can't go over nine minutes. That's good for you. She said it four times. <laughs> Even when she signed off, she's like, I really want to say so much more. And I want to go over these 10 minutes so damn bad. <laughs> But now I'm actually electronically restricted. <laughs> Just have your people talk to Mimi's people. I'm sure y'all will work something out. <laughs> she recorded a whole 19 minutes. So she clearly got the right app for you to go to. So uh, just reach out to her people. I am no longer answering any questions. <laughs> that is my new um, going forward. I will, like I said prior, I will be a little bit more aware now that uh, the ladies are not as um, as caught up on some of the things uh, that are unfolding. And I may be inadvertently, or I am, spoiling the shit out of them. <laughs> Um, on some of the things or maybe giving things away and just let the show go ahead and give the full picture before you know guiding so dick being his password I'm glad you brought that up because A that's creepy <laughs> my daughter's name is not my password on absolutely anything it's completely not secure whatsoever so i kept thinking that is the worst password and he like i would have respected it more if it was like the name of a book or something that reflected or the the, the animal name for bat dick being his password gave me some pedophilic vibes that i was not fully on board with i didn't expect to have um so once again this is why i don't 
I don't like even there was a moment where Gar called Batman up in his plane somewhere and I'm like I don't want him acknowledged in this show because he's not Batman he's just this guy that's a (laughs) stand-in he's a faux Batman so yeah that was weird that was just really weird for me it's never happened maybe other people do have kids names password I don't yeah that would be terrible though (laughs) especially to some super secret shit on there like I get you gotta get someone to go but it's you never know and he was the replacement and that rubbed I mean he put him in the man's childhood room Jesus Christ Bruce is an awful father and no he can't come back to the good side too many people have died he was definitely shooting to kill a dick so he is not not trying to kill him <laughs> I think he wants to fuck with him but I think that's a, a more of a but if he gets the opportunity to kill them or well, clearly he did he was shooting that dick and he killed uh hey so uh, it's it's clear he's not gonna come back to the good side um the question is is any part of him able to be inspired by what he was before he'll never be a hero but he doesn't necessarily need to be a villain or continue to be a villain ultimately in this case he's not psycho he'd go to jail but we at this point know a lot of other things are going on he also died like d-e-a-d capital dead so whatever he is at this point he's no longer jason todd he may have the memories he may have the persona but he is no longer the person he once was he died he's dead so it's kind of like this idea if if you resurrect someone from the dead will they be the same person i don't think that that's true because you've you're you've it's like shutting down a computer and it no longer works again or it's uh got all these things in it and it dies on you it'll never be the same unless you completely wipe the slate clean and that was a terrible 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 analogy so <laughs> that's i can come up with in the moment but awful very awful but i will say coming back from death can change you even if you are a human coming back from death like i i've heard those stories where their personality changes or they even go through near-death experiences or they go through war any trauma it can mentally fuck your brain up and wire it in a different way so there is that part on top of yes there are other things clearly going on um hmm what else did i have here i don't know sometimes i write notes and i don't know exactly because i'm just typing and i don't know what i mean so i have to read it (laughs) um oh yeah i wasn't sad that hank had went to go meet jason him meeting up with him alone i actually didn't have a problem with because jason played to his vulnerability we know that hawk goes around saving young kids we know that he was or he was informed that jason was a drug user so that's something that's very close to hank being a former teen drug user so of course him deciding you know what maybe because he himself told everybody y'all gonna be played because of your affection for him we gotta take him out and then what ironically happened was the one thing that he was vulnerable uh vulnerable about 
he got Hank to fall right into his plan versus everyone else who was all maybe we need to help him <laughs> you know wouldn't probably have the uh gone for that he picked the person he picked because he wanted and i think that he's being very intentional too with who he's going after and going after and in what order because we all know don and hank were the weakest link <laughs> they were the weakest link goodbye so i didn't have an issue with his initial deciding i'm not going to tell the group let me see if i can reach out to him Maybe he really is in a bad place. I mean, he played it like he was, like, I don't know what's going on. They know he was dead. So was there a reason to attempt on his own? And he is, as Mimi stated, um, probably can kick Jason's ass. Sure. It's when you started switching cabs and burning your phone and getting naked when it got ridiculous. That's when you're playing his game and you know you're playing his game and for some reason you're not stopping. Um, someone got shipper vibes. I think that you're the only one. <laughs> Maybe and I have feelings. Uh, it will be answered so I guess I never question it so much. Like what's going on with Jason? Who's behind it? Why is this? I didn't have a lot of whys because as I stated um it made sense immediately that he'd been corrupted but i think also the show has said there's been a time jump there's been some months <laughs> so jason left not only completely humiliated by deathstroke deathstroke's daughter the only woman he he got any lov feelings for crushed his heart he was rejected <laughs> by the team and dick so the abuse becoming the abuser is an accurate quote from my man scarecrow uh he left san francisco fucked up and angry and bruce seemed indifferent and unaware so there's plenty of room in that narrative for something happened um but it wasn't as if he wasn't primed for it I know um, it's been like it feels out of the ordinary because he was a, a hero. It didn't seem like he gave up on that because we met him still in the Batcave. The Batcave, um, <laughs> uh, being close to someone doesn't necessarily mean you're still feeling heroic. Even though it did feel like I do still think that was the role Jason. I think when he died, he was wanting to still be a good person, but he also was being corrupted. So... Uh, if you have a father who's not paying you any attention and you're still trying to get his approval um, and then you have someone else maybe saying you don't need that approval maybe you need to try something else and we know that Jason had been battling his PTSD from falling off a fucking uh, he went through some stuff last season <laughs> so I do feel that I don't see it quite out of the ordinary that he would take a dark turn in any sense of the word. Um, just just based on that one brief interaction that seemed as if he still was on the right path. Yeah, he could have been on the right path, but clearly there was other shit going on. Um, and, and also deciding to go 
to the Joker all by himself. I think he wanted to prove something that he was not afraid that he could go back out there and face the big bag villains and still have that same, you know, attitude and invincibility that he once believed himself to be. Except now that's no longer, he can't grasp onto that idea that Bruce told him anymore because it's not true. It's not accurate. He's been, he's been, uh, basically put on his ass and, and shown himself. So he went out there to try to overcome that and unfortunately led to his death. Um, they do show the one dude, I, I forgot his name. Every time I just call him the black brother. Uh, they do show him doing regular shit, so I'm not suspicious at all. Like, he's at a campus. <laughs> like, sure, he could be doing something, but the fact that they make a point of showing him always somewhere, he's on his porch, he's looking at the thing, and that, like, they're making too much of a visual of him for me to think that he has shit to do with shit. Uh, and it's not like they have a relationship. They have phone calls. They have one second. This is not a relationship. They haven't even went on a date. She used him in a moment of <laughs> anger and uh, frustration in a way to escape her own problems. Uh, so no, they haven't developed anything except for a connection. I'm pretty sure after Dawn stealing Barbara ain't gonna be about the Titans much longer in her city. I think that they're gonna come into some conflict. Um, they've not, they're already not on the best of terms, and I think that's only going to continue. So I don't think anything concrete is going to happen either. The fact that they showed Titan's Tower earlier in this season also tells me that, you know, um, they're going back home. <laughs> the show is not going to be based in Gotham City. So I don't, yeah. And I think that's uh, the last that I have here in my feedback and my notes. So I think we're going to wrap it up. Mailbag's done. If you want to send feedback on the next episode, blackgirlcouch.gmail.com coming Sunday. You can also leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, blackgirlmagic.com.